Hi, this is Serge Corgin coming to you live from ACC 2017. I'm pleased to be joined today by Dr. Bob Giuliano. Hi, Dr. Giuliano. Hey, Serge. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, Dr. Giuliano is here to tell us a little more about the Ebbinghaus study, which is a sub-study within the Fourier trial. Um, Dr. Giuliano, there's been a lot of specu speculation about um, whether um, very low LDLs or statins have any effect on cognitive function. Can you tell right. us a little more about this and why you guys decided to do the Ebbinghaus study? Yeah, well, that's a great place to start, Serge. So uh, there have been observations, you know, case reports, small case series, and two small randomized trials with statins uh, of only six-month duration. Uh, but that raised some questions about, geez, are patients having memory difficulties or other cognitive difficulties either on a statin or because they've achieved very low LDLs? Now, I must say it's, it's really uh, a bit contentious in that um, other studies and analyses didn't find this. Mm -hmm. The FDA uh, in 2012 uh, actually asked that, all, that the labels for all the statins carry uh, this potential warning of adverse effects on cognition. Uh, an extensive review of the data in 2014 um, by the Cognitive Task Force didn't find any effects. And in, indeed, you know, analyses of large randomized trials of lipid-lowering therapies, uh, statins, and then with azetamibe didn't show any effects on cognition. So it was an open question. There were then uh, uh, trials with the PCSK9 inhibitors where there was an adverse signal of roughly a doubling in the adverse events related to cognition. And so we thought in, in the foyer trial, a huge trial, 27,000 plus patients, that we ought to study it formally. And that's what Ebbinghaus is, a formal study in a little less than 2,000 patients of cognitive function. Can you tell us a little more about the study design? Yeah. So uh, patients who are enrolled in foyer could uh, be considered for the Ebbinghaus study, you know. Uh, and uh, there were very few exclusion criteria. They, they had to agree to participate in foyer. They couldn't have impaired cognition or dementia at baseline because that's kind of a different population. And we wanted to catch them ideally when they were starting the drug in foyer, although we did allow some patients to enter up until 12 weeks into the trial. So those that uh, participated were aiming for about 2,000. We got on 1974 and entered the study. They then went through a battery of tests by uh, a, a, a testing technique called CANTAB, which has established more than three decades of testing in this field in cognition, memory decline, or improvement with different therapies. And is a tablet-based, computer-based tablet uh, that does, that asks the participant to do various tasks and, you know, did them at baseline and then periodically after the study and look for differences between the treatments. And what did you end up finding? So uh, the, the CANTAB test, this neurocognitive assessment using the tablet, we didn't find any differences in any of the four types of tests we had. Sometimes there are tasks where you're, you're, you're searching for a blue token in a series of red boxes. And another task was kind of like the concentration memory card matching game where you're presented with a symbol and then you've got to remember where it is and you know match it when it's presented again. And another was a reaction time test where you um, hold down uh, one part of the screen and put your finger there and then when you see a yellow light, you know, move and touch it. And we didn't find any significant differences in those um, uh, CANTAB tests or tasks. Um, and we also looked at cognition in other ways because this is a bit abstract. You might say, well, what does that really mean for a patient? We had patients fill out a survey uh, called ECOG at the end of the trial 
23 questions. It, it asks questions about your memory compared to the start of the trial and asks questions about, um, you know, are you having any, any different any difficulties with attention or orientation and so we didn't see any differences there nor did we see differences in adverse events that were reported by investigators. Very interesting. Um, how do you think th these results will affect practice and will affect yeah. future trials in these uh, lipid lowering agents? Well I think um, these data are are very helpful and as far as I know are the, the, the largest formal test of cognition certainly with PCSK9 inhibitors, but I think also with, with lipid-lowering uh, therapy in general. And, you know, in the evolocumab arm, the lower quartile was 19 milligrams per deciliter. A quarter of the patients were below 20, that means. Um, so they, uh, we were talking about very low LDLs, mainly on treatment, you know, below 40, the majority. It looks like, at least out to the horizon of this study, which is on 20 months on average, there weren't effects on cognitive function that we could find by testing or by asking the patients or by asking the physicians. Um, do you think um, this warrants trials at least to look further into this? Um, I would say 10 years or 20 years further after the patients have been treated for a, a long time and have had LDLs in the nadirs yeah. of the below 20s? Yeah, I think so because, right, we treat patients with, low, with, with hyperlipidemia uh, for decades, if not their lifetime, and the horizon of this trial was on average 20 months. So I think we, we can and we ought to do those studies, and the sponsor is uh, having an ongoing open-label study where more neurocognitive tests will be performed uh, over the years. So uh, we'll learn more. I mean, a couple of things that are reassuring. One is that the brain has its own production of LDL cholesterol locally, so it's, it, it uh, is not dependent on the serum levels. And the other things, at least with this class of drugs, the PCSK9 monoclonal antibodies, they're far too big to cross the intact blood-brain barrier. So, you know, one could have said, well, that's what I would have predicted based on what we know about this class of drug. Right. And the uh, normal physiology of LDL cholesterol in the brain. Thank you so much, Dr. Giuliani, for joining us. And sure. congratulations on Fourier and Ebbinghaus. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Serge. Um, thanks everyone for watching. We're here live from ACC 2017.